Steve, happy Sunday night. <laughs> happy Sunday night from the patio at my house here. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the Monday Minute on a Sunday night with birds chirping and dogs barking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so why the heck are we doing this on Sunday night on your patio? Because uh, you flew out here to, to help build packs and get some work done. And um, yeah, yeah. we're dogs are barking yeah so yeah this is uh informal we're trying to get this out there for you guys for monday minute but we've been we spent all day sunday building packs and shipping orders we're gonna do the same thing tomorrow uh, but wanted to get a monday minute out there for several reasons one is to let you guys know the august giveaway um you know new month new giveaway is with bench made knives so we actually have a really cool custom Benchmade uh, bug out knife with the Exomont Gear logo. So new podcast giveaway. You guys can go check that out, of course, at exomontgear.com forward slash podcast. Also to go with that, um, in August through the whole month, we're not just with the podcast, but basically through Instagram, we're doing an In My Exo giveaway. Uh, wanted to let you podcast listeners know about that as well. Basically, just post like what's your gear setup for this coming season, tag in my EXO, um, and then you'll be entered. We're going to give away prizes every week in August. You can check out at Huntback Country to see more details on that. But Steve, August, almost September, getting ready to hunt. We have so much content coming this month on the podcast, one of which is. Kind of like the roundtable series we just wrapped up, but all about elk. So we're going to basically have elk week um, this coming month in August, an episode every week all about elk. And to kick that off, we had some listener questions about elk that I thought would be good to quickly tackle in this Monday Minute. So for newer hunters, these topics come up quite a bit. For a newer hunter who doesn't live in the West, what are the pros and cons of going with an outfitter service or drop camp or just going DIY. What are your thoughts on that? Obviously not a perspective you've dealt with, but what are your thoughts that come to mind? <laughs> Apologize for my dog barking in the background here. Uh, <laughs> that's a good, um, if you have the money and you want, I mean, it's not a bad deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I can't think of a negative. I mean, it's going to be a much different experience. Um, you could talk, you know, you're going to have to, it's not all that different from going up, us going up to Alaska this year on the caribou hunt and researching services. They're going to provide good customer service and take care of you and you want a good experience and set your expectations for what you're getting into and what what you want to see out of the trip, I guess, uh, and then know what you're getting into. Um it's not a bad deal, man. I, don't, I can't see a downside to it. It's just, it's cost for a lot of guys. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a, you're going to learn a lot. And if you have a good guide outfitter, that's, um, going to get you into animals. It's a shortcut. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've obviously been there, um, starting as a Midwest hunter, starting to hunt the West elk specifically on my own. For me, I look at it, is your goal is your goal to go have a successful hunt or is your goal to become an elk hunter um and for me the investment went towards gear and being able to go DIY each year for several years in a row 
versus spending a similar amount of money to go once, call it every, you know, four or five years, um, with a guide and then relying on their experience. So there's no right answer there, but I would say it depends on your goals. If you, if this is something you want to do frequently, um, then I think invest in time, invest in gear and learn how to become an elk hunter. Um, but obviously if you have the money and this is like maybe a once every few years thing or shoot a bucket list thing or just like a, a jump start to getting some experience with someone, then maybe a guided thing would be good. So yeah, it's just, it's a personal decision for sure. Um, related to that, this guy had questions about if two guys are going, should they both buy a tag and what are the realistic expectations and opportunities of each of them being able to fill a tag. Um, again, I dealt with that on my early hunts. You know, there's one mindset of you go, you fill a tag, you get an elk down, you pack it out. If you have time left, you can run into town, buy another over-the-counter tag, um, and keep hunting. At the same time, um, things can happen fast. Like there's potential for filling two tags <laughs> in two minutes. <laughs> um, so that's tough. I, again, finances are a factor here, but I would say absolutely positively do not rule out potentially filling two tags fast. Um, not that that's like the likelihood, but it's a very reasonable possibility. What are your thoughts there, Steve? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're, two college kids and you have no money and you're going to come out here and live off top ramen. Uh, maybe, yeah, you keep one guy ponies up and gets the tag and you both get to do the experience and, and worst case scenario, you run to town and at state where you can just buy it over the counter tag and keep hunting. Um, but if you both, if funds are available, I, there's no reason not to both have, uh, tags in your pocket. Every, every time I set up as a caller, I've got a knocked arrow in my bow sitting on the ground because uh, there's so many times elk come in in the back, you know, in the back door there, and you get a shot off before the shooter does. So I, yeah, I definitely would not say that um, just because you're the, you know, the caller that day, you're not going to get an opportunity. It, it happens, and it happens a lot. So yeah, um, yeah. So a third question this guy had was. Simply like to sum it all up, what is the best strategy for being successful on your first elk hunt? And this is a cap out answer, but I would say the the Elk Roundtable podcast series we're going to do later this month is going to tackle that quite a bit. Basically, what we did with this series is we pulled our audience, we pulled Instagram, etc. to see like what are the top questions, um, what are the top topics from you guys and we answer those in depth. So I think that that's going to be really helpful and, and cover a lot of the common stuff that comes up. But for me, the first absolute first thing that comes to mind again, based on my own experience transitioning from a whitetail hunter to hunting elk is like the one thing that comes to mind is be more aggressive. Um, you're not hunting whitetail. You don't have to like play it so safe. You don't have to always stand back. You're not always going to be able to, call them to you. There's plenty of times where you have to go make a move. Um, and so for me, it's just, if you're the Midwest guy or East coast guy, come and help hunt elk for the first time. It's probably be a bit more aggressive than maybe you feel like you should be or could be for that matter. Yeah. All right. 
completely agree with that. Sweet. Um, last one was uh, the listener saying he's heard, you know, one of the most common reasons people are not able to fill the tag isn't just that they don't get opportunity, but that they're not able to make a shot when the opportunity presents itself. So what are some of the common things to do with that? There's a lot that comes to mind here. Um, actually, podcast episode 87 with Joel Turner. It talks specifically about target panic, but there's a lot of good strategies in there, not just target panic in terms of shooting targets, but just shooting under pressure, period, that would be helpful. But for me, this is a big mindset thing. Visual visualization is key, which we talked quite a bit about in that last roundtable series, especially with Russ Meyer. Um, we've touched on this a bit, but like when it comes to making the shot, when the opportunity presents itself, Steve, what's forefront in your mind? With elk? Yes. I'm very aggressive. Um, I make a shot opportunity happen. Um, way more often than not, I, I am not timid. I don't just stand there and wait for the elk to come into view. I bet you every other elk I've killed, there's some sidestep involved. I come to full draw. I take two or three steps. Um, you know, like conceal your movement, make it have a reed in your mouth, make a cow call. But I, I am, um, uh, I say become very good at just when they get in close to capitalize on that. And that's by being aggressive. You can get away with movement, um, have a read in your mouth or have a caller behind you that knows the situation and, you know, pre plan that out. Like, Hey, if you see me take a couple steps, you know, jump on that cow call and get that bull to stop or whatever it is. Cause way more often than not, they're going to see movement and they're going to stare at you and give you a couple seconds. They're not just going to instantly bolt, uh, as well as, and this is close. Like you're not going to want to do this at 50, 60 yards where they have a chance to jump the string, but, um, or they do jump, but you stop immediately with a cow call and, and you get a shot off. So just be aggressive in that moment. And I think that's going to help you way more so than being timid, you know, being the, being the guy that hides behind a tree because he feels like he needs cover and then you come to a full draw but you don't have any shooting lanes and you're just stuck there and there's a bull standing there at 20 yards for two minutes. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that story and the guy can never get a shot off. So be aggressive in that uh, in the heat of the moment. Awesome. Well, that's uh, some good beginner topics again, guys. We're going to have a bunch more elk content coming and other helpful strategies and tactics for this coming season. All through this month, uh, be sure to visit exomontgear.com forward slash podcast. Enter the Benchmade giveaway for a custom Exomont Gear knife. This is like not to like prop it up, but nobody have these has these knives except for Exo staff, right? <laughs> this so, is like, true. Welcome to the club if you enter that giveaway. Um, so that's up there, and then don't forget to share your gear with us. Just tag us on Instagram at hashtag in my Exo. Show us there. There's weekly prizes going on all throughout August and. Just as always, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, be sure to hit that subscribe button. If you have questions for a future podcast or a topic suggestion, anything like that, shoot us an email to podcast at exomontgear.com. 